2: This podcast is brought to you by
1: Manscaped.com i got to ask you this. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? If you said my mother, I will slap you across the face. Because I'm talking Manscaped. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, baby. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. So join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off. That's 20% off just for you guys. Free worldwide shipping with the code PIMF, P-I-I-M-F for park it in my firm at manscaped.com. See, 4 million men, if my math's correct, that's about 8 million testes, baby. Robert Wally, oh, thank you guys. Yeah, great job. Smooth operator. <laughs> <laughs> what a gorgeous day chilling with my peeps, Klaus. Oh, you ready to press the buttons? And Doris over there, you're looking mighty cute over there, Doris, with that mini skirt once more. It's her ninety-fourth birthday, so make sure as you're walking into the circuit, you're wishing her a happy birthday. You sure you haven't tapped that, Klaus? Are you sure you and Doris haven't? Uh... Oh, what the hell is this? Oh, what the hell is this? Always, while I'm starting a show, some asshole calls me. Klaus, hand me the Nokia 3210, please. Okay. Go for Call to bottomers. Yeah. Oh, Seal. Hey. R&B singer Seal, how are you? How's uh, porking Heidi Klum going? How's that going, yeah? Oh, yeah, I bet it is. Uh, oh, you heard me sing with Cisco last week and you have an idea for a song, okay. Hey, I'm not going to turn that down. That's wonderful news. Swing by the circuit. You know where it is. If you can resist 89-year-old Doris at the front gate, meet me by the infinity pool because uh, I've got an idea. Whoa, Klaus. If that doesn't get you a rock hard, I don't know what will. Seal is coming to the track today, baby. But before we start kissing that man's rose, we need to hand the mic over to a man. A man whose package is so bad. Big. If he got erect right now and fell forward, he'd still be standing straight up. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once
2: a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver on the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It in My Fermé show. Here is your host, Caldy. Uh,
1: uh, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your main squeeze, Caldy, aka the Caldapotamus, and you know where you can find me. But naked, oiled up, next to that infinity pool, trackside at the Pimp International Racing Circuit. Spectacular. 75 miles long, swept daily by 87-year-old Doris. And how to keep it nice, neat, and tidy? Whew. Thanks, Manscaped.com. But I did spot around the track earlier today, my firm. So if you guys just happen to see it, come across it, park it on up in there, as it is the Parking in My fair show, the number one company F1 podcast. In the entire world, according to my mum, and she's rarely wrong. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, sprints and more. And if it happened in Formula One and Klaus wasn't too lazy to copy and paste it onto my run sheet, well then, we're going to fucking talk about it, aren't we? Because it is episode 108. Coming at you hard and fast like a determined Bill Cosby and you're struggling with somewhere to be. Just submit. Just submit to this glorious thing and get acquainted with the previous 107 episodes on ParkingMyFurmaid.com, the greatest website since Ask Jeeves. Or, I'll tell you what I really like. Come close. Take some notes. Because I'd love you to look down at that podcast listening device of yours and give that subscribe and follow button a little slap and tickle. That way you get to hear this. Sexy, soothing, smooth sounds. And there ain't nothing wrong. We're getting down and dirty rolling around in the slot with a cool each and every week. <laughs> oh, baby. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, sprint races could be fixed. Kind of. There's some more liveries to talk about. I collab with Seal and a little chat about the pros and cons of longer contracts in the sport of Formula 1, as well as Koldy's Top 5 he's looking forward to in this upcoming season, plus much, much more so. Strap yourself in for one massive, huge show. Go get changed into something a little more comfortable, maybe one of those silk robes perhaps, with the embroidered logo on on the chest. Ho, ho, ho! They're at one of the 94 concession stands around this pimp racing circuit today. Or head to parkitinmyfirmate.com slash merch. Rub yourself in the oils, light some candles, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And radio check. It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? It's Friday then. Saturday, Sunday. What? Yeah, it's okay.
2: Make sure you like the socials. At Park it In My me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: That's exactly what you need to do. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and like those socials on those social platforms, baby. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Park In Your Ferme. But there's no time to dilly-dally because... Oh, we're on the road. Oh, we are so close. We are now one month, exactly, kind of, nearly away. Woo! Give me that Formula One racing, baby. Let's go. Bahrain yeah. We are on the road to Bahrain Woo! Just announced Drive to Survive coming out soon So everybody can get excited I think it comes out the week before Weekend before the first Grand Prix So that's going to be mighty mighty good I am super pumped up for that But we've got a couple of things we need to talk about Because um, look who it is Look who it is. If it isn't that weird kid in school that we all tried to avoid at all costs. Sprint races. They were introduced last season in Formula 1 in an attempt to help bring some more bums on seats and eyes on the screen. The idea was pretty simple. There is something meaningful happening every single day of a race weekend now. A qualifying session on Friday, sprint on a Saturday and the race on Sunday. See, last season... The grid for the sprint was determined by what happened in qualifying. And then the order of the race was determined by where the drivers finished in the sprint. It was pretty simple. A lot of other motor sports do this. Formula One had. Okay. The first, second, and third place sprint drivers were awarded three, two, and one points respectively for where they finished. All right. I've caught you up to speed. See, on the surface, this was a great idea until you realize what it actually means. I mean, from a fan's point of view, it means that we have no more two boring sessions on a Friday. Those free practice sessions can just piss right off. And we have something, of, something significant, some important thing on every single day. The problem is the cost to the teams. They don't want to spend money on components for cars. F1 cars are apparently pretty expensive. So have a driver drive it into a fucking wall will piss a few people off. Especially now that the cost caps are in place, they're coming down and down each year. It's even more important that teams don't cause any unnecessary damage to their cars and racing in more races will only increase the likelihood of parts needing to be replaced and therefore penalties applied. Alright, I've said it. So what are we really left with is essentially 15 or 16 formation laps other than Hamilton being penalised and sent to the back of the grid and getting to watch him overtake a bunch of tractors out there, there is really not much to talk about. The disappointing thing about last season being so close, and there wasn't many things I hated about last season, but one of the worst things about being having it so close was that now, now Formula One are sitting back going, well, yeah, we've made it so close because sprint races were there. They They had an impact on the championship. They must be included again. Initially, they wanted seven or eight sprint events for this season. However, they've changed their mind, decided to just give us the three. One in Austria, one in Brazil, one in Nimla. What made them choose those three places? I mean, I'm not, you know, too upset with the choices, but again, I feel like that was just close their eyes, point in the calendar. Or did these three places have the most amount of money that they could give them straight away? But that's not all. They've obviously heard... What the people are talking about. And then talking about how fucking pointless and horrible sprint races are. And that they don't really mean anything. Well, drivers and teams hate it. And then that's when Formula 1 said, fuck it. Sprint races mean now everything. So much. They mean so much. If you win a sprint race, you now get 8 points instead of 3. Second place, you get 7 points instead of 2. And so on and so forth. All the way down to 8th place who gets a single point. This now means there will be some fighting from the top of the grid at least down to 10th or 11th. With now only the last nine drivers looking after their cars and staying out of harm's way. Potentially. Potentially. I hope it changes something. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you finish in second or first, it's only a difference of a point. But then I'm still hoping that you're going to be clashing. And we know last season, a point sometimes is all that matters. But that's not all they've looked at. With the issues from Belgium last season and those hideous, disgusting half points, it looks like they've finally got themselves a solution. Formula One and now not going to give out any half points on 25%, 50%, 75% race completion. They've got a point structure system in place and it's going to at least look good on that World Drivers' Championship standings. It will give us something that's a little more pleasing to the eye. So I'm going to say one thing. That I'd never usually say. And that is I applaud Formula 1. They want to capitalise on the new audience from Drive to Survive and they want to ensure that the races and the title chases are always interesting and there's something of significance happening all the time in the sport. They've heard the voice from the fans and decided to at least try and improve the sprints. Now, I don't have the perfect solution, and I'm sure they don't either, but I believe that at least trying new things is good for the sport. Because you don't want to Kodak yourself out of business. You don't want to fall behind, not adapt to a new audience, not embrace the digital camera because you sell film. F1 can't keep catering to the old white men in business suits and the billionaires that jet set around the world. F1 needs to adapt and evolve and start focusing on the young kids. They are going to bring in more money in the future than the old rich white guy. And that is a fact. What do you guys think? Do you think Formula 1 have saved themselves with a new sprint format and point system? Or do you think that they're still a waste of time and money? Let me know on the socials, at ParkingMyFirme, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Now, I will be the first to say that Massey was fucking shit last season. But anyone in that position would have suffered. It's not just him. It's not a case of if Massey stuffs up, it was when. Because it was bound to happen. And I'm sick and tired of everyone jumping on his back because some of you don't like the outcome of what happened. If Hamilton won and Verstappen got screwed, are you still going to be jumping up and down? It's not like it was totally on him that your favourite driver didn't win that race. There were plenty of incidences throughout the year where both Verstappen and Hamilton failed to score points when they should have. Massey will and should Be there for this season coming up with some assistance and help. He can't do it by himself. But now, I wish I had some help. Oh, oh, wait a sec, I do. Because it's fucking Seal wanting to collab with me. You heard it earlier today. Well, when you weren't paying attention, we hit the recording studio hard. Take a listen to our song about Massey. To be this gray man Alone in a seat He made poor choices Non-stop on repeat Run again Making Toto go No, Michael, no, he is ill But did you know This messy bro Needs to keep his job And if you don't agree Suck my car See, he has the job of three men, but he is only one. Ooh, his decisions were stupid, but we needed him. Yeah, his radio messages are always gold, they always make me lull on race day. hi-ya, ya ya there's so much this man can tell you so much he can say like hello Jonathan what can I do for you today baby I'm gonna go and tell Toto Wolf we're motor racing and delete all his emails baby but did you know this messy bro needs to keep his job and if you don't agree, suck my car. Massey, he is the job of three men, but he is only one. Ooh, his decisions were stupid, but we needed him. Yeah, his radio messages are always gold. They always make me lull on Ray's Day I've been dreaming of kissing Massey all day I've been dreaming of kissing Massey all day And maybe we'll go all the way I've I've been dreaming of kissing kissing Massey Massey. all day There is so much this man can tell you So much he can say Like, hello Jonathan What can I do for you today, baby? I'm gonna go until Toto Wolf we're motor racing And delete all his emails, baby But did you know This Massey bro Needs to keep his job And if you don't agree Suck my car Massey He has the job of three men But he is only one Ooh, his decisions were stupid But we needed him Yeah His radio messages are Always go. They always make me low on race day. ya ya Absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm not crying. There's not a dry eye in the house. I'm looking around. Fifty-two million people packed in to the Pimp International Racing Circuit. Whoop! And they're looking real good too, I have to say. They're looking really good. And they're weeping. And it's tears of joy. Because of that. The heavenly voice. And they're behind Messi. They want him back. And if you don't, you can get the hell out. You're dead to me. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you going? Where are you going? Don't leave. Don't leave. Come on back. Come on back. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Take a seat, baby. Because it's time for another update on the latest liveries. I'm Team Livery. Woo! That's exactly what they're crazy about because we have Ferrari about to drop any moment now. I'm probably dropping as I'm recording. Mercedes in a day or so and then Alfa Romeo and Alpine to come. But we've had a couple of drops that we need to discuss. Alfa Tauri and Williams. So, I must admit, I get super, super excited about Livery Chat because... There's only one way to really just sum it up. Team livery. That's exactly right. So let's have a look at them now. Now, what I'm going to do, when all 10 teams have dropped their livery, we'll do what we did last year. We're going to give them a grade and actually rank them. So I've done it with the four already. So I'm not going to include these two with those four. I'm just going to compare them against each other we're going to start with AlphaTauri. They dropped it first. Now look. <sighs> what the fuck, AlphaTauri? I do nothing but support you. I do nothing but talk about how good Pierre Gasly is. I say your team is turning around. You're the best sister car that that a brother could ever ask for. You're, you're amazing. And then you go around and you just do this. You've copied and pasted the same livery as last year, but then done it in reverse. It's like you've you've flipped it. You've like hit a button on your Photoshop and you just change the, the, what is it, navy blues to whites and the whites to navy blues, and that's all you've done. <sighs> Good creativity. I don't know, like it looks clean, right? I, I, I'm not even that mad about it, but at the same time, just do something different. Like, what? what? Who, who, how much are you paying your livery guy? Pay me. I can help you out. All right, so I'm gonna, I mean, Is that better than Haas? Probably. Because next we're going to have to talk about Williams. Okay, Williams. Okay, okay, okay. Now, this one... Look, I was actually a fan of uh, Williams' livery last year. I I didn't hate it. But I know a lot of people weren't fans. This year? I don't know. It's okay. You know, like, it didn't wow me. I like the blue they're using, but, I mean, blue is used on so... Many cars. Mix it up. Someone go purple, you know. Someone, someone, I don't know, go brown. Go brown. Have we had a brown car? Just mix it up. Go pink. We haven't had a pink for a couple of years. Williams with that blue. I mean, Williams is has been around forever. They've got the blue, blue and white is sort of what they work with. Look, it looks all right. I, I'm undecided. I'm going to wait till I get all of them lined up. And then I have a proper squiz at these cars. Rank them. Grade them. Professor Cooley might come out of hiding. He'll come in. Chalkboard and everything. I'll have some leather patches on my sweater. You better believe it. And I'll be grading them. Because that is what we're doing here. We've had a look at deliveries. What do you guys think? Let me know over at the socials. our parking in my firm, mate, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But baby. Woo. That's what they do. I'm Crazy about his shine, Team livery. That's exactly right. They are super excited about it. But Klaus, please, I beg you. Look at that crowd. They are up and about. They are looking mighty, mighty fine. They're fired up. I wish I could say the same for you, Klaus. Piss poor effort for this first half. I want you to turn around, and I'm going to give you a little bit of responsibility because I've just got a text from Big Dick Denny Rick. He's, he was telling me he left a pair of skinny jeans at Doris's last night, said he explored her pit entry and opened up her rear wing. Uh, whatever that means, I don't know. I'm just going to go check on the poor girl and see if she's still moving. I'll be back soon. You keep the people entertained, okay?
2: For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host,
1: Caldy. Oh, ho, ho, huge first half. There was more songs, points and sprints chat, and some livery love as well. But the second half is staying super strong. We've got pros and cons talking about F1 contracts as well as a cheeky Caldi's top five. This time it's the top five things I'm looking forward to later on this season. As well as much, much more. But what an exciting... Look, I'm too excited. Look down at that podcast listening device of yours right now. Make sure you subscribe because we've got some shows coming up. As we start ramping up the volume, baby. Firing up for that start of that season. Drive to Survive isn't far away either. So it's going to be an absolute... Bang! Month coming up. Month of March. End of Feb. Woo! I'm excited. Alright, you got to fade me out now, class. I've been talking. I've been rambling. When I say you're switched on, you need to switch on now. Fade me out, please. And the, and the music as well.
2: Make sure you like the socials. At Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter,
1: and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do. What are you doing? Dilly-dallying around. Go like those socials because... Oh, we're not far away now, baby. Woo! We are on the road indeed. Car is full of fuel. We're just tracking along nicely. Let's go. Bahrain. Bahrain. Yep. That's exactly right. We are on the road to Bahrain. But before we get there, there's a few more things we need to talk about. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about contracts and sport. Okay? I need to bring it up. Because they've always been an interesting subject. And it looks like Formula 1 is starting to shift to a new direction when it comes to driver contracts. But not only that, we see that there is a push for stability in Formula 1. Which may be a result of the uncertain times in the last few seasons as well as some cash. Because remember baby, cash is king. And if Mohammed bin Salayan, that pussy, had his way, he would lay down a billion dollars in small bills and roll around in it until he passed out. I mean, let's just look at the contracts for race circuits in Formula One. And yes, I'm angry, very much so, that the pimp racing circuit hasn't been signed yet, but give it time, my muffins. It's gonna happen. We'll get our moment soon enough. So Bahrain is signed until 2036. Jeddah got a 10 year contract before we'd even race there for the first time. And I think Qatar was the same. These long, long, long term deals Are in place to secure funds And make sure those funds keep rolling into the sport Do I agree That they should be jumping into these 10 year deals For racetracks I mean They should be But in these questionable locations I don't know It's hard to actually say That's a topic for another day but it's not just the tracks getting these long-term contracts. We're now starting to see it for the drivers as well. Charles Leclerc and Esteban Ocken have multi-year deals with Ferrari and Alpine. And rumours are circulating that Ferrari want to extend Charles Leclerc. Jack de Leclerc. They want to extend his contract another two years on top of that. On what he's already got. See, another driver has joined that list. It is the cute sensation, Lando Norris. This young man at McLaren has signed a long-term deal with McLaren. And before we look at the nitty-gritty, it's time for a little bit of... Pros and cons, pros and cons. What does that even stand for? Is it prostitutes and convicts? I don't know, but we go on. Look out, here are the pros and cons. That's exactly right. Pros and cons, prostitutes and convicts. So look, I want to start by saying that any driver getting themselves a nice little payday and contract extension is fine by me. So first pro, Lando Norris is going to be around for a while and that's a good thing. He is a fan favourite. He has some talent coming out of the wazoo. And we saw a lot of it last year. And if that car and him are on the same page, there is no reason why we can't see him stick that car on pole or at least the front row. Con. Another driver misses out. Look, it's a tough one. But with there only being 20 seats in the world of Formula 1 at the moment, people are always going to miss out. The Hulk. Has had his chance and isn't driving there. Oscar Piastri is a reserve driver. Java Nazi racing car. Jesus, can't get a gig. And there are a sea of Formula 2 drivers chomping at the bit to get involved. But there is a pro. McLaren played it brilliantly. Perfect. I've mentioned this before, but Mazepin has won more races than Norris. And it's much easier to offer a driver a long-term contract and much cheaper if they've never won a race before. Now, we are all on the same page in thinking that Norris is going to win a race in Formula 1. I don't think there's any doubt. There's no question about it. So it makes sense for McLaren to pay him now before his stock rises too much and you need to spend more and more to keep him around. Con. What if McLaren suck again? This is the downside. This is what Norris needs to think about. We know nothing about how the new season's going to go. I think Ferrari have passed McLaren for the title of best of the rest as everyone tries to chase down Red Bull and Mercedes. But if McLaren suck, then Norris gets older and older and the chance of winning a title goes further and further away because Red Bull and Mercedes, the ones who are competing for the title, aren't able to even pick him up as he's locked away under contract. Pro... I get to stare at that gorgeous, tiny man for years to come. Woo! Longer contracts in Formula One. I'm 100% on board. What do you guys think? Let me know over at the socials, at Parker in My firm, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived. <laughs> oh, man, is it a game changer. Because inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ooh. Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and I dare say it's the greatest bull trimmer ever. I'm going to put it out there. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I mean, Klaus. No, no, Klaus. Do not stop the music because we need to start it up again. Oh, damn. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight. You need a more precise shave. It's got you covered. Because the trimmer is waterproof. You can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Get in that shower. You thought that was good. But want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Oh my gosh. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs. Oh, those delicate nose holes. I've already got a few friends that have purchased that one. It is very nice indeed. And Klaus... You think I'm done talking about Manscaped? No, start her up again. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. So will your lady friends. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxes and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxes to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code PIMF. P I I M F for park it in my thermite. Manscaped.com, code PIMF. Woo! Performance package 4.0, Klaus. All right, you can stop it now. Stop it now. That's it. Well done, Klaus. Oh, you better believe I've got that manscaped. I've got it all sorted, baby. Feeling really good. So fresh, so clean. I mean, I borrowed Doris's kit. I haven't ordered mine yet. No, no, I'm lying. She borrowed mine. She borrowed mine, but enough dilly-dallying around because it's time for...
2: top five.
1: Now, these are the top five things I'm looking forward to this season because 2022 is going to be massive. We need to discuss what we're looking forward to. So we're going to start with a little honourable mention. And I I think a lot of people are going to be surprised that this is not in the top five. For honourable mention is the Miami GP, kind of. See, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the event itself. I think it's going to be a spectacular event that the US put on the Miami GP. Will the race itself be good? Uh, I don't know. But I'm kind of looking forward to it still. I'm kind of looking forward to it. So now we've got to start the official list now. It is Cody's
2: Top 5. Things
1: i looking forward to for this season number five, Hamilton's Revenge. Sir Lewis Hamilton is pissed off for what happened with sassy Michael Massey and him back at the Abu Dhabi GP. Even though Hamilton had many mistakes that he caused throughout the year himself. Magic button. Huh? Huh? But what I am excited about is his revenge. The guy is the greatest of all time. I don't care what you say. What was that, Klaus? He's not. Hans Heyer. You're right. When you're right, you're right, Klaus. Hans Heyer is the greatest of all time. The man, I'm not even going to go into it. He's our first inductee into the Hall of Fame. It's in an episode. I'll talk about it later. Come see me afterwards. (laughs) When you're getting the autographs and the kisses and cuddles. All right, guys. All right, calm down. But Lewis Hamilton is pissed. That's why he went went in hiatus. He, He was just chilling. He's playing his guitar, eating some vegan leaves, you know, thinking about his pussycat dolls, playing with Roscoe. That's what he was doing. He didn't want to post on the socials. He didn't want to comment about anything. So I'm excited to see what he does. I think he's pissed. I think the Mercedes will be dialed in. I'm predicting him to win the world title. And it's going to be very, very exciting indeed. Number four.
2: Cody's top five.
1: Things I'm looking forward to this season. Number four, the first radio message. Between Michael Sassy Massey and Toto... No, Michael, no. Wolf. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's going to be... We're probably not going to hear the very, very first one. Because I think the first one, obviously, will be something like, oh, uh, you know, someone so did such and such, blah, blah. But the first televised one, oh, you know, there's going to be some tension. Oh, I live for that tension. My plums are swelling because of the tension probabilities. I am that excited for it. So that's why I've got that in at number four. I cannot wait to hear that first massy Toto Wolf. That, uh, go ahead, Toto. Go ahead, Toto. Yes, uh, Michael, I sent you another email. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, my God. I'm that excited. Coming in at number three. Cody's Top 5. Things that I'm looking forward to this season, number three. George Russell, the human chin himself, in a Mercedes. I'm really excited that Mr. Saturday Night is going to be getting in that Mercedes. Now, we got a little sneak preview of it at the Sakia GP a couple of seasons ago. And we we all know what happened. And We're not going to go into it. But, George, in that Mercedes, I'm excited. I, I think, look, I hope we're not going to get passive George, is, and that's what I think we'll get, is George Russell taking a back seat, letting Hamilton go out, dominate. George buying his time. He's Mr. Patience waiting in the wing. He's the I call him the friend zone George. All right. Mercedes friend zone George Russell. George then just sat there waiting patiently till Mercedes was done. With all its other men. And then said, alright George. I'm ready for you. And then all of a sudden. George Russell's now in that Mercedes. I'm I'm just excited to see him. I don't know if he's going to go. Pedal to the metal. Absolutely floor it. Take it to Hamilton. I hope that's the case. But... Either way, I'm excited to see something different up the front of the grid. That always gets my blood flowing. Number two. Cody's top five. Things I'm looking forward to this season. Number two, Drive to Survive is out on the Netflix. So get ready to Netflix and chill on March 11th. I think it's a Friday. It's the weekend before the first round. I'm taking the day off work. I'm taking the day off work. So hold on. Klaus... Any of my co-workers listen? Of course they do. It's the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world, according to my mum. Of course they're tuning in. I mean, I'm definitely going to work that day and not taking the day off. But I am so looking forward to that. There was so much. Every single race last year, something happened. Except for the French Grand Prix can F off. We had Bottas cracking a tantrum there. And you know what? I don't like Portimao that much. And the Spanish GP? The Circuit de Catalunya. Wrong way around. The second to Barcelona, Catalunya. That's it. Um, I'm not a fan of that one either. I'm hoping these cars change that, but I'm off talking. Drive to Survive coming out March 11th, season four. I am so pumped. It's going to be great. And finally,
2: Caldi's Top 5.
1: Things I'm looking forward to in 2022. Number one the new cars, baby. We've been harping on about it for at least over a year, well over a year. Not just me, every podcast out there, Sky Sports when you're watching them, Ted Kravitz, Karun Chandok, David Croft, Martin Brundle, we're all talking about it. We want to know whether or not these new cars are actually going to give us that competitive racing because if they don't, there's going to be a lot of egg on that face because what happened last year was sublime. And that's what we want again and again. But they're my top five things I'm looking forward to with the Honourable Mention going to Miami GP, but Hamilton's Revenge, the first radio message between Michael Massey and Toto Wolff, George Russell in that Mercedes drive to survive out on March 11th, and the brand new cars.
2: Cody's Top 5.
1: Woo! I am super excited about that. What about you guys? Let me know over at the socials. and park parking in my family, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just a cheeky reminder, boys and girls, pick yourself up something very, very nice and sexy from manscaped.com, link in description. Use code Pimp, and you'll get yourself a very nice 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Code pimp manscaped.com. But that's going to bring us to the end of another show. Episode 108 is done and dusted. Thank you very much, Seal, to rock it up. Also, guys, make sure you check out the website, parkininmyfermaid.com, for all the other episodes we've ever produced as well. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss out. You get to be the first in the world to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds. And, of course, a big shout-out to our Patreons, The Legends Club. If you want to join the Legends Club, become a legend yourself. Sign up, patreon.com slash in my firm, link in description. And then you get yourself a shout-out like our two legends sitting up there in the skybox, the penthouse suite. It is the Queen Austin. sipping away on a double Midori on ice again. And, of course, Caleb, who's shirtless for some reason. Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, put on a shirt. Oh, Klaus, can you go get Caleb? To put on. He's trying to attract Doris. But, guys, as always...
2: Thanks for listening.
1: That's right, baby.
2: Sports Social
0: Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?